When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome back to part two of a discussion on man baggage about rejection. And men have so much baggage when it comes to rejection. Helping me unpack this man bag is Paul Mort and Anna Williamson. I mean, I'd like to point out I don't I don't dress this up to my husband asking him to fertilise me because I, I'm pretty sure that that wouldn't have a desired effect. Um, but in those three days, oh my God, it's like this, it's like this, you know, this, this, thing comes over me it's like the red mist of I just need to have sex okay and it only happens for the I'll be honest with you majority of the month nap you right, know what I'm cold and I am so you dead. become more like a chimp um, so more days, like the way a chimpanzee would yes, be in the wild yeah it's, it's ridiculous Everything do you sort I'm of display yourself over, like, over, the, oh. over the fence <laughs> to the neighbour <laughs> well, I mean so to be <laughs> To be fair to my poor husband, <laughs> yesterday, so I'm, I'm on my three days, oh, boys. Wow. I mean, seriously, you're lucky you guys are on Thank Zoom. Thank God. You know, Anna, can um, I ask a question? Yeah. How do I figure out yeah. when my wife's three days are? Steal like, her wee. Is there any specific calculation? Steal her wee. I capture Lindsay's <laughs> urine without her Steal knowing, her test her, and then I just storm yeah. in with a bone whenever the window's open. <laughs> I mean, you could just keep trying. Yeah, just time like 10 to 14 days after her period if you know when your wife has a cycle. Yeah. And 10 then, to 14. Well, right now, right now, at least mm. that's As what As you can is. imagine, Anna, I have automatic so alerts set up in my calendar. Of course you do, right? You know this. You know, you know Lindsay's period is better than she does. We, we know this. But yeah, so yesterday I was, I was like, oh, God. So, and I just find I said to him in the day, I went, You're lucky, you know, seven years in, babes, it's the seven year itch. Seven years in, I still find you really, really sexy. I really That's fancy nice. you, right? And he was like, No, I like it. He's like, No, no, but then, but then it was yesterday, the kids were both at nursery, we're working from home, and I was like, Oh, it's getting a little bit frisky. So I did sidle in, not quite like a chimpanzee or a baboon, <laughs> proffering my ass, um, but, but I did. <laughs> I did open the study door um, and I did sort of sidle in, yeah. which he which he describes as he was like, if you would just remove that Ricky Gervais <laughs> slash Alan Partridge look off your face, it might have more allure. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, the kids are at nursery. How do you fancy? You know, and he was literally like, but then he had his earphones in. He was like, babes, I'm on a team's meeting. <gasps> so I was like, oh. Oh. He was on mute. So you were like, um, so, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. This is how we get our kicks now, post-pandemic and in our 40s. Um, so, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm, so that's kind of, so I was rejected yesterday, but it was fair. He was, it was midday in the middle of a team but meeting. Let's move, let's move, this has been fantastic. Let, I do want to cover some other areas because, you know, rejection is, doesn't just dwell in the bedroom and, and on the Tinder. Uh, it can, particularly differences, sadly, for men and women in the workplace and getting jobs, 
I mean, so the, here the situation reverses completely. Girls, breaks my heart because I've got a daughter, definitely going to experience more workplace rejection for jobs where they're equally qualified for the man standing next to them. Anna, have you got any experience of this? And how do you deal with this sort of sexist rejection of, oh, she's a girl? Have you experienced much of it or have you been lucky? Um, I've been quite lucky, but I have definitely experienced rejection when it comes to equal pay. Um, definitely in telly. Um, I I wouldn't know now what my my colleagues get. I mean, I work very closely with my lovely Paul on Celebs Go Dating, and I would assume that we are we're on a very similar um, even kill do the same job. But certainly in the past, yeah, I absolutely know for a fact, and I and it it was also just accepted that I've worked you know with co presenters or with other colleagues you know in the past who where we've done exactly the same job for exactly the same network with exactly the same same amount of experience, and I have earned significantly less like half you know of what of what they're earning um and you know even even just like five years ago you know that was just kind of you just sucked it up you know and it was it was it was just what it was and actually it was only really recently when i heard or saw that holly willoughby had kicked up a stink about having the same pay packet as philip Schofield on this morning that it actually resonated with me and i thought you know what for years i've just accepted that i'm female so therefore i will just get paid less but um yeah i really hope for for our next generation in particular, I've got a daughter as well, as you know, and I just hope I hope that will bring back up to speed. But yeah, it is it is. So thing. Paul, obviously, the the pendulum has is swung completely the other direction as it needs to. I'm a lefty, I can't help it. Cards on the table, but there's no doubt about it. With all my lefty covered in hummus, Guardian reading, free Tibet credentials. I have been told the complete opposite sometimes. Sorry, Russell, we've already got blokes. You know what it is, current climate. We need to, we need a girl for that position. So I'm now, well, quite rightly so, take that history in the nuts. Um, but, you know, men are being increasingly rejected because they're not representative enough, let's say, if they're looking for a girl on the panel. And you're seeing a lot of, I mean, just to talk ever so, ever so lightly about the serious side of social rejection, we're seeing it, this, this incel phenomenon, which isn't just about involuntary celibacy, but a certain breed of man becoming angry, anxious, depressed, even criminal. This idea that society is rejecting them, this sort of angry white male working classness, very ugly vein coming yeah, through on the internet. What do you think of this? Mate, I've had, I get a lot of this now because I'm a Geordie. Well, I'm a sand dancer. <laughs> I've got a deep voice. I've got a loud voice. I'm quite a, a masculine man. I'm quite an aggressive person. I swear a lot. It's like I can't help swearing. Um, I worked in a factory from the age of 16 to 20, so I worked with a lot of Geordie alcoholics. Um, so I get a lot of this, and I've had a lot of this discussion with, I mean, we had Ant Middleton on the podcast recently. If you think about somebody who's been cancelled for that reason, that's why it is. And I think that, um, for me, it all boils down to what your rules are about rejection. Like, I think two people can make a situation feel completely different. So... One man could have something said when and make it mean one thing. And another man could have something said when and make it mean something else. Like for me, I feel like I can't really be rejected because the person is making the decision for them. And it's not always about me. Like, I think that if I feel rejected, it means I'm putting my ego into it. Whereas the other person, they could make the decision that they feels best for them. Does Absolutely, that make sense? Yeah. It's quite deep that. But it's like, I can only be rejected if I take that comment or that decision personally, whereas it might not be about me. Do you me. think men pretend to have thicker skin than they actually do? Oh, mate, all the time. I think the men that say they don't give a fuck what people think give more of a fuck than 
anyone else. Otherwise, they wouldn't have to tell yeah, everybody. So, we yeah, see that on, online. Or, I don't yeah, give a yeah. shit. Yeah, well, you do. Or you wouldn't be telling it's me. It's the psychos like me that, that pretend to care. They're the ones you want to worry about. The Ted Bundys with no feelings on the inside. <laughs> I care a lot. It really hurts when I'm rejected. <laughs> Come to my basement. Yeah, yeah well, this... <laughs> James, Bl James, James Blunt is amazing at this. Have you ever seen yeah. when James Blunt gets attacked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, for, he's the man at, at, at kind of handling that. Amazing what at it. What does he do? He just like... When people hammer him, he kind of agrees with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deflects. And, and, yeah, um, yeah, he's incredible. At so, it. given given your background, Paul, you know you worked in a factory, and now you work yeah. in a sort of the creative industries. I don't know how qualified yeah. you'll be to comment on this one, but I'm sure Anna's been in this situation. I'm fascinated by the phenomenon of what we lose in brainstorms and meetings because our society as well as being sexist has a bias towards loud outgoing interesting people but newsflash loud outgoing interesting people don't have all the good ideas they have half the good ideas guess who has the other half good ideas quiet reserved boring people or also have amazing ideas just as frequently it's just it's a form of almost Racism isn't the right word. Inbred prejudice. You cannot change if you're introverted. You, it's fuck all. You're never going to change it. You're born a certain way. You can see it with babies that are three months old. So how do you find yourself in that brainstorming idea sharing environment? How do you deal with one of your ideas, particularly as a woman, Anna, being spoken over or rejected? And you think, I've got the killer idea. Have you experienced much of that idea rejection? It's such a good point. Like, I absolutely love that. The whole introvert, extrovert, you're absolutely right. Um, and it's gendered as well. I, I think women are pressured. To, I think yeah. extrovert women sometimes wear the cloak of introversion because of the sexist side. 100%. 100%. It's, it's kind of having to overcompensate sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty gobby, um, as you all know, but I also, um, I, I am very much an introvert as well. Um, and, yeah, I, I think in, in the past, I mean, I think I do... I, I think the older I've got, the more confident I've become and the more resilient I've become. Um, and I've learned to sort of sit back and, 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 and see a lot more, you know, and, and who's around me. But yeah, I, I have definitely experienced rejection um, when it comes to ideas. I mean, we, we you know, work in the creative, uh, you know, creative space. So if I've been into the program ideas or formatting ideas or um, shows I've been working on in the past, um, yeah, I, I have found this isn't me man bashing because I actually think just to kind of touch on what you guys are saying, I actually do think that guys um, are getting a really bad rap at the moment. I really do. And I um, I have some I have mo most of the people in my life are men and I love men. I have brothers. I have an incredible dad, an incredible husband. I have a son. You know, I'm very pro guys. And I do think guys are getting a, a huge rap because there's a, a lot of good guys out there. Um, but I have experienced in those sort of brainstorming meetings being very um, pigeonholed for being blonde, female, southern, and a gobshite. Um, therefore, back in your box, shut up, you know, and, uh, and actually, yeah, you, you can come up. How do you get your idea through then? One of the ways I've been, because I made a documentary about introversion for, for Radio 4. So one mm -hmm. of the way, best mm -hmm. ways to work with, with people sometimes is to have the brainstorm, but then do like an all staff email afterwards where people can submit their stuff in writing. And that tends to cater more for the people that are quiet voiced or got trod on in the meeting. Yeah, for me, it's know your shit. Um, over the years, I've, I think everyone in life has to kind of, I think, own their shit and also compensate for certain stereotypes that they perhaps fall into you know I'm I don't have anything but you know I don't it doesn't bother me you know but I have you know as I've grown up and you know gone through the industry of you know 20 years in the entertainment industry mainly 
you know, I'm, I am, I'm female and I'm blonde and, and people stereotypically have in the past probably thought I was far less intelligent than I think I genuinely am. So um, for me, I've always, I've always liked to sort of kill with kindness and I've always liked to um, know my shit when I turn up to something and back it up. Um, and that for me brings satisfaction not only for myself, but it's also um, pleasing when others kind of go, okay, yeah, she does know what uh, she's Paul, about. so given someone that's been with your partner for so long, when you're building ideas together, so we're going to go on holiday, we're going to stay in the UK because it's a pandemic, I really want to go to Devon, I really want to go to Scotland, let's bring our ideas. Do you tend to be the one who gets their idea through? Well, here's what's amazing. So I've been self-employed for 20 years and my wife is actually my business partner as well. So it's a quite a challenging dynamic that, right? Especially, I mean, we've got we've got hundreds of clients. We've got um, decisions to make on who we're going to have on a podcast, what I've got to do, what she's doing, managing the team that we have here, um, and ultimately, clearly, it's about a partnership. But I think in this partnership, somebody still has to be the final decision maker. And is that split 50-50? I think who gets their ideas rejected that is, more. Her, 100%. Yeah, and she'll admit that because I, it's kind of, I started off on my own and then she came in. Whereas she'll make decisions that are more based in, basically she makes the decisions that I'm like, I haven't got the balls to make. She make braver decisions than me, but when it comes to the creative stuff that she'll, I mean, that's why we've been together so long. I'm more emotional, she's more logical. Like, for example, if we have to, if we have to do, do you know, like when you play make-believe with your kids, she's terrible at it. I'm great at it, but she's better at telling the kids off than me. So we have different skill sets, different <laughs> traits. sounding really familiar. Am I like joking? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's. Oh my God, it's the same <laughs> as it? my marriage. I think this, I think we have just absolutely pigeonholed, but that, but that is exactly is how my relationship operates as well. Yeah, my husband's yeah. fun dad. Um, I'm getting it done, man. It's like, it's like, it's chalk and cheese, right? It's like opposites attract. That's what And would like. that be the same with, I'm trying to think of a really relatable, because we're all very lucky individuals with complex, amazing, exciting careers, but something totally relatable, like booking a holiday. Just the, the basic, I come through with my mad professor, clutching the lonely planet with post-its in. We are, go we are going to Montenegro, even though you've never heard of Montenegro and its capital, Podorica, that's where we're going. I wanted to go in Menorca. Yeah, but we're going to Montenegro. And I will sell that fucker until Lindsay's like, oh, that's the country I've always wanted to see. I can't. I'm really good at not getting ideas rejected. What are you like with the, getting the personal ideas through? Uh, do you does it translate into the personal life as well, Paul? Or is it 50 more? Of to be honest, with a holiday, I'll kind of just go where she's wanting to go. Yeah, I'll kind of just go. There's some decisions like that where I'm just like, yeah, I'll call. Three years ago, what about you, Anna? You, uh, I'm fine. Uh, when you when when it's the light when it's life suggestions between you and your partner in crime, Mr. Microsoft Teams, oh, he of the sexual rejection, <laughs> David Brent face. <laughs> <laughs> Could we have sex in a way? Don't blame and, uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, li I literally, I will do the face I did. I literally went. Quite literally. I'm coming in the door, and I literally went. <laughs> Oh, no. oh my god! That would work for me. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to have a joker. Sex, so that's, that's that's yeah, it's not good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, is it more of a negotiation um, uh, where you come to a compromise or is it more yes. one submits an idea, it's rejected, another submits an idea, it's rejected until one finds an idea they like or do you both submit ideas and you meet somewhere in the middle? What sort of idea exchange? It's, it's both submitting, yeah, I would say it has, for the, quite a lot of our relationship, been me kind of bulldozering ideas. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. And my husband, but I, I, am, I am scatty, I, I'm a risk taker, um, he's a risk averse. So he will come at it with a, so actually this is case in point in how this probably works. So and to sum up sort of the holiday thing or who gets the personal ideas through. Last year, uh, no one could go on a holiday. I had this great idea of we're going to hire a motorhome, camper van, right? The Vano Love, as it was dubbed. Great idea. Not a so great idea. Don't do it. Um, Why? So I was like, Why yeah, is it not a great idea? Got this camper van. Brilliant. Well, because it was cold and and yeah, basically, and the right. stunk of With two kids as well. It means you're it was like, good. It's just empty the chemical kids, toilet. And one was six months old at the time. <laughs> Fancy a session. It's not good. <laughs> We had an argument. We had an argument at eleven o'clock one night because I told him he couldn't use the loo, and, and I, I told him to go in the toilet block, and he wasn't having any of it. But I think this is so. I had this great idea. So it's, I tend it. to bring the ideas to the table, but my husband tends to be the very sensible one that mm -hmm. will then unpick those and work out a the financial side of it, the realistic side of it, the logistical side of it. I'm the fantasist and the ranticist. He's the logical. Good team, this though. is actually yeah. what we're going to do. And it, case in point, it is a great and it works really well. So I'm like, I got a camper van, amazing. So he's the one that's going. Let's check that we've got insurance for the insurance. Let's check on where we're going to be picking it. I'm yeah. like, who hey, oh, cares? Who cares? Um, we'll just imagine go, if you're you know, both the same. Yeah. I keep thinking that. Oh True. my it, god! It wouldn't nah. work. It, yeah, it but it wouldn't we, work. We right, all know it couples like that. And then that, when we though, got we, there, so the same. I, I've got couples where they're both, you know, like I'm the centre of attention. I, me too. Yeah. I'm speaking, darling. No, I am. Uh, and I've also got the <laughs> oh, life's too short. Just sit back, do nothing. I'm the same love, and they're just fucked in a skip. No one does anything. You've got to work in that. As you say, it's all about doing that merry dance together as a team. In fact, Alex even said on our actual wedding day on the speech, he said, um, when he did the speech, he went, this will be the only speech in my life that I actually get to do where Anna isn't talking over me. And he was right. Um, but so, I, so I picked, so I, we did the motorhome, but we had a thing where I would choose the destination for the first three days of the motorhome holiday, and he would pick the second destination. Well or other way around. So there's me going, yeah, 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 thinking I know it all, but because I don't research properly, I, I'm, I'm quick, quick, quick. Uh, I picked what can only be described as the world's shittest skid mark 
on the underpants of camping sites in the world. Was it in South Shields? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> down in Devon awful we had to we had to abort and go and stay in a hotel it was that bad my husband well researched and I'm thinking truthfully I'm thinking he won't know where to go he won't pick picked the best five star excellent for the kids excellent for us camping destination that you could ever imagine case in point in our relationship I go at breakneck speed but I have more ideas my husband is the sensible one that actually Back of the net pushes them through. So I think what we've learned there is that more of your ideas should be rejected, but aren't. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, we are going to run really, out of time, yeah. Paul. Sorry to cut, cut you off there, but don't want you to come in on that because I, do, I want to leave just these final few minutes to talk about family being the, the sensible get it done parent versus the fun sort of Robin Williams one. Um, I mean, there's a viral video doing the rounds at the moment. I don't know if you've seen it where the kids don't, the parents don't tell the kids what they're going to do. They film it in a safe place, like a big garden or a car park that doesn't have cars in. And both parents run in the opposite direction. And they film to see who the kids run towards in that moment of panic. So both parents just start running to the side and they see who the kids run to. So you get to, in a quite a visceral way to experience parental rejection. Paul, do you have children or not? We don't know yet. I've got a seven-year-old and a ten-year-old. Right. So, yeah. have you ever yeah. felt rejected by your child, Paul? Uh, do you know something as simple as you know when you go somewhere? I, I mean, I might be this might be your first world, but you know when you got two cars? Yeah. I'll take it personally when both of my kids want to ride my wife and not me. Yeah, but in that car park, they would definitely choose my wife, and it would be a smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a smart decision. Yeah, I'm offended. I'm a little bit offended, but you've made the smartest, most logical, safest decision. <clears throat> Anna, do you think the stakes are higher <clears throat> for a mum, given that you've spent nine months growing the bloody thing, eighteen months combined tour of duty for you? Uh, if you're now the boring, <laughs> get it done mum, and they're running uh, running off with fun pants. Um, it's worse, isn't it? You've got more. You've got more of an investment in being the one they run towards in that car. I mean, are you going to do this experiment? Would you be interested to do it? I would be so interested. And actually, and this is I. My husband's a phenomenal father. Honestly, he he he's brilliant. And when I had crippling postnatal depression with our firstborn uh, four and a half years ago, he he pretty much brought up our son for the first few months, you know, as I was struggling to sort of get myself well again. Do you mind, um, so he's, sorry he's to darken the mood, but, but do you mind, he, was that sort of, yeah. Yeah, no, without me meaning to like uh, put a square peg, square peg you in this, no, but like. were, you, were you in a sense rejecting the situation of, of motherhood? Did you reject, was it chemical, you couldn't explain it, or was Completely. it was it intellectual, I reject this, I don't want this? No, it was emotional, it was hormonal, and it was, it was, uh, it was mental health. I, um, the, the birth and the overwhelming feeling of suddenly being responsible for this little person where all I'd ever been responsible for was me. And I also could do what the bloody hell I wanted. And you know, when I had, I'd flow around the world for work, which I'd loved, very much wanted the baby, very much wanted him, had a rubbish birth, suddenly this overwhelming responsibility of bringing up and being responsible for a baby where you don't get to quit. You don't get to just piss off and, you know, go and sit in, you know, a spa, you know, or do whatever, you know, you are really responsible. It was so overwhelming for me that I, um, yeah, there was definite rejection for the role I rejected. Uh, also had an issue with being called mummy for the first few months. It just felt like a label that I wasn't ready to take on and it and it scared the living shit out of me. Um, you know, thank God, you know, I mean, I have two of them now and I, you know, my, it's the, I mean, I know I joke about them a lot, but you know, they are the best things that ever happened to me, but my God, it's hard. But yeah, I definitely rejected elements of motherhood 100%. 
Definitely. But I would say now, without without a doubt, and this is no casting any aspersions on my husband, even though he's fun dad, if we were in that car park and my kids, I know full, I absolutely know who they run to and they run to me because I am the one who is more present in the sense of doing the routine-based day-to-day shit for survival. You know, I know that, like, even now doing this podcast with you now, you know, to the minute I can tell you what they're doing because I've, I've scheduled it. I've scheduled their tea. I schedule their bath time. I have their pyjamas out. They know where they are when I'm around. Now, that's not to say my husband can't do it because he can and he does, but I do it the lion's share of the time. And I believe that the parent that does the lion's share of the main caring will probably get essentially depending on the nature of that child my children are quite um shy children so they will always seek that mother bear and we've always come out of a pandemic where they are a little bit more fearful of the world in general so yeah I think they'll always come to me so Paul we've just got a few minutes left and I think um you know obviously thank you for sharing that and it's it's profound what you've said but it's what women experience chemically hormonally and emotionally we know from statistics that men experience it for whatever reason, a lot more, many, many more men, probably a a million times more walk out on their babies than women who abandon, who reject motherhood. What the fuck is going on with men rejecting the role of fatherhood? Is it simply, I really don't want it to be this is, I'm not ready to stop shagging and being selfish. Therefore I can't handle it, panic out the door. Mm. Or is there something else going on? I think that that is almost a, I think it gets passed down. I think men learn from their male figures in their life. And then that just keeps getting passed down. I mean, when I, my, my son was born in 2012, my daughter was born in 2014. I was living in Spain at the time. And six months later, I was suicidal because I kind of didn't know how to handle the whole, you think about this and this, Again, I don't want to get cancelled for this, but women get that whole maternity leave thing. Men get two weeks. And then suddenly we're it's back at work point. 10, 8, and, 9, 10, and, 12 hours a day. And, and then Paul, we're not getting your, sleep. Yeah. But I think a lot of women would, would rather men had longer off so they could support them as well. I mean, 100%. It's, it's, it's... Every woman I know, every mum friend I know, absolutely hates it the day that their partner has to go back to work. Hates it. So, Paul, that's a pretty deep thing you, you've just shared there. I, the other thing I've discovered as yeah. a man, I've, obviously I've only done this once, so I'm half as qualified as you, Tim. My daughter was born in, 20, in 2015. <laughs> is, is 2015 is no one wants to sensible. hear about men's depression and feelings of panic after a birth and in fact if you do say it it's almost looked at with laughable scorn it's like have were you were you you sewn up from your bum hole to your dick no you weren't (laughs) fuck off go and get over it whereas there is so much evidence as as you've just um quite bravely shared that men also not all men but a lot of men massively struggle with their mental health but they have to do it on the quiet for fear of looking ridiculous yeah do you know what? I'm a huge, sorry, I've, I know I've butted in here, but I feel so strongly about men's mental health or paternal mental health. And actually the statistics show that actually, so it's one in 10 women uh, or mothers will experience postnatal depression, but equally the same statistic applies to fathers, one in 10. And my husband struggled um, with his, his mental health after the birth of our second. It's just the whole dynamic shift. You've bravely talked about that. And you feel you know, fucking useless. Like actually, you feel legitimately yeah. reje- useless. You are, you're rejecting yeah, but, but I describe but also, it as being like a shit assistant uh, yes. manager for two years. 
is where you just stand at the side, go, anything I can do, fuck off. Right, but you're yes. not, but you're not. And also, do you know what? And I, I just want to really stick up for you guys because you and, and birth partners, you know, because you are so, so needed and what you are experiencing. And actually, do you know what? And to, to my to my shame, um, and I've we've since apologised, I've since apologised, but because I had such a shitty birth with my son, you know, I, I was that that new mom that wife going what have you got to bloody complain about yeah at least your privates are still intact but you know what it doesn't take away the fact that my my husband I and, and I, I would encourage any woman that's listening to this and we know that you have a huge uh woman you know any mums out there um to, to listen to what your partner went through because actually from my and, and to st- stand in their shoes for that moment because actually my husband had to endure genuinely for a moment thinking that his wife and son were going to die because it got that bad in childbirth so to actually be that useless person bless him sitting on a chair in the middle of a theater when everyone's faffing around me and he sat there going is my entire this is my son you know he's half of my child and not only that that's my wife um and and then literally cast aside because he has no you know physiological part to play in the birth and then he's left with those feelings afterwards with oh you just get, get on with it oh, and also hey you've got to now pay all the bills you've now got to deal with with when she gets the arse ache you know because she's tired and, and she can't breastfeed yeah. and because everything else yeah so actually you know what guys have so guys are 50 percent responsible and they should have 50 percent of and the none of this empathy. would have happened if we just rejected each other on the first date because no baby would have been born we'd all still be flying the world <laughs> fucking each other senseless and that ladies and gentlemen means we've reached the end of our rejection Hooray! journey thank you so much to my guests it was very very funny and rude at the beginning and very very uh, deep and poignant at the end so it had a little bit of everything thank you anna williamson for not rejecting me this time when i asked you to join us and thank you also paul mort for not rejecting me you've both been absolutely amazing uh i've been the one that looks like nick grimshaw but isn't thank you for listening to man baggage wherever you've heard this maybe you've come here as a fan of paul's or anna's and you've just listened to this as a one-off do listen to uh, previous episodes hit subscribe leave a comment feel free to reject me with a one star i can handle it i'm a comedian i have no feelings left Comedians have no feelings left. I'm like someone put a lizard in concrete and painted uh, Fred West's face on it. That's how many feelings I have left (laughs) after 10 years of stand-up. When a bottle of piss strikes me at Reading Festival, I smile. But still, so leave an honest review, hit subscribe. Not really. Please, love, I need love. I just, again, it's like Paul says, I'm the, one of the most hurt ones out there. It's them what fucking say they're not hurt that's the most hurt. Remember that. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. 